You ready? Yep, I'm ready. Hey, everybody. Uh, Matt here with Derek. Hey, everyone. Derek is about to depart on what we want to call uh, long-term leave. Yeah, I'm glad we're calling it that because I didn't want, when I uh, was breaking the news to people, I didn't want it to sound like uh, a permanent goodbye. Um, But it's a situation where I need some time to, or I guess I would need time before making any plans about figuring out what I want to do, like on a permanent basis. I got here officially in August of 2020. And I had first heard of Solidarity Collective in late 2019, one night when I, I remember I just Googled how to join a commune, <laughs> just curious about what would come up, uh, because um, I guess the perception of what I had any communes in America to be like would be um, maybe not necessarily what I'd want to like devote all my energy of my life to, like, um, I didn't have a perception of them as like actually being like, you know, um, revolutionary type institutions. You thought they were just countercultural. Yeah. Um, and I guess since my time here, like maybe I feel a little bit more sympathy for the countercultural argument, but, um, but that being said, I think counter economics is, um, just as important as counterculture and they're part of a, an integrated system that I think we should be working towards. But um, yeah, that's aside from that. Um, I got here, or I guess I first visited in December of 2019. I think I had um, submitted an exploratory email a few months before. And um, when I was at my parents' house in Idaho for like the, the winter break in school, I pretty spontaneously emailed the collective like, hey, is I okay if I come over in a couple of days and I can spend the weekend? And I was afraid I was like seeming like really pushy and um, uh, not giving people enough time to plan. But luckily for me, it was all right with everyone else. And I was able to spend a weekend here in December of 2019, right before the new year. And I kept in contact with everyone up until my actual move here the following summer. Um, How, what was that initial visit like on your side? So that so my first um, my first visit here before the pandemic hit us at least here in the U.S. Um, you know, it was a pretty quiet weekend. Um, there weren't very many people here at the time. Um, I remember when I first showed up, people were in the middle of moving like an old fridge up the stairwell from the basement. And I was like, uh, I can help, but like, I'm kind of in the way. Everyone's just like clustered around. But, um, but yeah, I loved the, the description of what this community is all about. And I still do. And, um, yeah, in a way I feel like I want to bring the, that spirit of, um, I guess, community cooperation and um, trying to be a a uh, a voice in your community for what's right for when you live in a place where you're surrounded by what seems like 
constant barrage of um, inhumane and irrational decisions being made by the people in power. Um, I, that's, you know, I listened to the podcast in the several months before my uh, initial visit and before my move in. And so I always thought that was a really cool uh, opportunity to provide, you know, an opposing voice to the status quo of how things are run around here. Well, I keep going back to your initial visit um, uh-huh. just because here we are now, and and it seems like so much water has has kind of passed under the bridge as we've gotten to know each other and become you know family in a way. And you were a very quiet visitor, uh, and I'm kind of laughing about that because. There was, as you know, kind of this, what's this guy about uh-huh. uh, kind of uh, vein uh, going on. Very lighthearted. I mean, nobody was... I hear like, there was some discussion about whether or not I was a cop. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, I think that a cop would be much more like, what's up, my commie bros? So, you know, I think uh-huh. we were. it was really more of a joke than anything else. Uh, but... Uh, uh, you know, um, that was also kind of relatively early in our existence. And so since then, we kind of learned that we get all kinds of, you know, all kinds of different types of people coming to visit, but with similar kind of interests. You spent a lot of time in the library during that visit. Did you read anything from beginning to end? I read maybe three quarter or two thirds of the way through uh, Yana's book, Together Resilient. Uh, I remember, and she let me keep a copy to take home to finish. Um, and yeah, I guess also from that re- initial visit, I do remember going dumpster diving in town with uh, some comrades here and um, getting to know the town a little bit and getting to go on kind of a nice little adventurous thing. But I remember like coming home with some groceries and going into the annex kitchen and just like being overwhelmed with how cold it was. Um, you know, I just come over from Idaho and was living in Utah, so I'm not unfamiliar with what Rocky Mountain winters are like, but wow, it was, I remember that being brutal. Um, seems like you did some traveling around and I don't know if you were doing soul searching or what you were doing in between your initial visit and the time you were moving in. What was that like? Let's see. So, I had visited after the last full semester of university that I attended um, with the intention of continuing on, but it turned out the next semester um, I decided initially that I was going to take it off just to work and I was, you know, further being radicalized by um, the world I was surrounded by in addition to the media I was consuming. And then the pandemic hit early in the year and I was like, well, it was a good year or a good semester to not attend anyway. And at that point is where I just like felt like, you know, I want to move on with my life and figure out what my next step is. And um, this was seemed like one of the most promising prospects for something that I could do and feel good about. The thing I've noticed is that I'm I feel like I'm a lot more confident than I was before coming here simply in like my confidence of like being able to do things, learn things and affect change. You know, I guess before I came here, I felt like 
I didn't have very much to contribute to the world versus now I feel like I can contribute to the world in my own way and I'm able to learn how to to do simple things that like for some reason I didn't give myself the the credit for being able to do before. And so that's very much uh, in part with the other people here um, encouraging me to get on, get in on things and um, the necessity of sometimes like seeing like there's projects that need to be done and that need volunteers. And when I see so many people are, have already volunteered with other th things that need to be done, I'm like, okay, I guess now is the time that I start Googling what I need to do to work on whatever like actual physical project, be it um, restoring a floor of a burned out apartment or plumbing or things like that. Um, and I guess in my time here, I've also had the opportunity to like actually um, earn some money, like doing odd jobs in town with some of my comrades here. And um, you've learned a bunch of, yeah, skills. That that was a a pretty liberating thing to do. Like feeling that before, like my only way to support myself was to like have some sort of like awful menial job, like I've had so far, you know, so far in my uh, working life since I my mid teens, and um, coming to the realization that like if I you know, try to accrue, you know, social capital by like being a, a decent person towards my, uh, my comrades, friends, um, and be willing to like own up to my shortcomings or, and like be, be, uh, transparent. Then it allows me to like know what I need to do to be able to do other things. And it had to a lot more do to do with, uh, the projects that, were done here like a lot of the things I look back at like some of the projects I was doing when I first got here and my feeling like wow this doesn't seem like this seems like something we would have to pay professionals to do but then dip my toes in in a little while like I actually did it like you know it's a liberating feeling to be able to do things like that and I hope that's something that everyone else here can continue to experience for themselves and um, I hope that's something that people can find within themselves, regardless of like what their like uh, material situation in life is. You've been here long enough where you've seen people come through and you've seen people stay here and grow and like you've seen other people develop. What, what are some thoughts that you've had about, uh, you know, I know that you pay really close attention to the dynamics around you. What, what are, what are some thoughts you have about that? Um, I guess it's interesting with uh, how people who have moved in after me, I probably had the same um, perception of them as people had of me when I first came in, like on my initial visit and being um, super quiet and spending a lot of time reading and not really like exactly knowing what I can be doing to maximize my time in the day. But know that um they're or see them like go through the same process as I have and um 
have that be like a comforting feeling that knowing that like it's kind of a it's not such a isolating experience it's more of just kind of a common human experience there's all sorts of different personalities in it but um to see it manifest in a way that was similar to me like helped me see that um or i guess helped me realize the kinds of things that i can actually do one of our purposes is things like education and outreach and facilitation of political activism uh what are some of the the things that have happened here that we've done here since you've been here that you feel especially like you know kind of proud of or kind of happy that we did i think my first couple of months here were some of the first times that I was like engaged in like an actual like mass political demonstration. Um, it was a demonstration for the justice of Robbie Ramirez in conjunction with the wider um, George Floyd protests that were going on or yeah, in the summer and fall of 2020. Those were really intense and very large um, some of the largest public things that have ever happened here. Yeah, I dipped my toe in the water of doing that sort of thing a little bit when I was in college, but I think this was the first time I had actually done something like that. Um, I was able to spend some time with a local uh, Wyoming Socialist Rifle Association chapter, and it was it felt really good to see that, like, my, I just happened to move here for like a different reason, but like the, because I was there, it, it made it, I feel like at least my presence there made it easier for other people to see that like, okay, we can have a stable chapter here. Like it was before I had even like, was even in any of the chapter officer positions, but like for people to be able to see that there's enough people or like multiple people who are like interested in being a part of um, activities and events with that. I think that um, doing that sort of thing was a positive impact on uh, other local orgs in the area. And we've got some people here who are a little more on kind of the electoral and reform side of politics. And we've got other people here who are kind of in the middle and we've got other people here who are, who really want nothing to do with uh, electoral politics um, at all uh, and really are actually distrustful of institutions in general. Where have you landed on the question of whether change is possible within or outside of the system? I would say I've moved around a little bit during my time here with like my opinion concerning that, but probably ended pretty close to where I was as far as like being pretty skeptical of the electoral process as like um, an effective and long-term source of positive change. When I did get here though, um, I tried, I was very supportive of Yana's senatorial campaign and I feel like adjusted around as far as like I feel like I'm probably, I would say I'm in the middle, but kind of leaning towards the anti-electoralist side, but like due to like being able to have conversations with a very, a varied amount of number of people here, I'm able to see that there are um, circumstances where 
positive change has been made for people who are far less privileged than I. Um, and so I don't want to like throw it, you know, push it all under the rug when changes that I'm not even privy to seeing are taking place. What do you think have been the biggest challenges uh, for all of us in trying to, to make it work uh, here as a, as a commune? Open communication is, has been a persistent challenge. Um, definitely with myself in particular. Um, but I think it's a pretty common uh, challenge all around. I think just realizing how different the, the circumstances we all came from and like the ideas that our lives, you know, our, our lives have uh, given us, uh, you know, it, I think that's a, a constant challenge of like being able to like relate to the, the very diverse backgrounds that people come from and um, coming to be able to like communicate with people in a, an effective way and coming to respect people for the things that they know from their lived experiences. Uh, fill in the blank. In order for things to work at this place, we need to fix blank. Let's see. Besides the upstairs sink, <laughs> um, let's see. In order for things to work, we need to fix blank. Addressing the the different um, conceptions of how people feel, whether how like atomized or um, together, like single minded, we would want to be. I don't know if single minded works like single-hearted in different endeavors. And I don't know what, like, the solution to that is, but I feel like people here are willing enough to be able to communicate with people different from them. It's just, like, it's got to continue to a point to where people can see what the differences of opinion about how to run things would land and how to make sure that um, we can build a system that everyone is happy with. Sorry if that was a kind no. of a, a vague answer to the question. But. No, I mean, I'm wondering if you had any thoughts about, uh, any other thoughts about the relational field question or the labor, division of labor question, things like that. Yeah, it seems like there's probably um, enough variety and opinion to make it difficult as far as like running the commune in a, in a way that's like economically sustainable. And a lot of times, like when I've been involved in like conversations about how to run things, I feel like I might've come across as too much of like a hard ass, the kind of thing, like we all need to make sure we're eating on less than a dollar a day or whatever by only eating stuff that we buy in bulk and that what comes is free and like then getting frustrated when people are like, well, we can also just like, you know, do what we want to and realizing that myself in myself that like, okay, that that's a true thing. Like I can't can, I need to relinquish like maybe this kind of, um, controlling aspect of my personality. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it's it's the joke about how we we wish we were a cult, but we're too individualistic, <laughs> and that we want all of this to work, but we don't want it to work through coercion. Right. Yeah. And so it's like it's very frustrating. Uh huh. And that's where you know I think open communication and is the answer to being able to like um affects change without coercion. What do you think are going to be some of the just ordinary everyday things uh, that you'll miss? <laughs> Taking care of our chickens, honestly. That's something I did a lot um, as a teenager. And so when I came here to start taking care of the chickens, it was kind of a nostalgic thing at first. But um, that's definitely something like I'm kind of going to miss being able or like having something to get me out of bed at least a couple of days out of the week. Versus like um, in the future, you know, if I have my own chickens wherever I live, it's probably either going to be a thing that I have to do myself every day or um, not do at all. And unless like I find myself in a community or family mm-hmm. position where like that can be a, a more uh, divided labor sort of thing. Um. I'm going to miss really just the ability to like ask your neighbors for things that they have because that's such a culturally frowned upon thing in the the atomized kinds of communities that are mainstream like here it's kind of like if you have a tool or um need a ride or a ride yeah it's like yeah you're it's it's kind of a frowned upon thing to like not help provide for people's needs in that sort of way versus like, I remember like being a kid at my parents' house and like needing a ride into town urgently to go to work or something because my car wasn't starting. Like I really wish I could just knock on the neighbor's house across the street, but like that's not something that's like, ever happened before so it would be like a totally weird thing to do that sort of thing um so yeah it's really given me a perspective on different ways that communities can you know save resources by sharing because like you know the past few weeks or months whatever if i felt the need to buy my own of a certain tool on whatever project i'm working on every time i needed one then that just makes it so a large number of people in close proximity to each other have the exact same sorts of things that are never being shared with each other. So it's kind of a cool um, use of fruct economy sort of experiment. Well, we're going to miss you. Anything else that you wanted to to say or? Yeah, I guess I just, maybe something to put out there. So like when I moved here, I had a few thousand dollars in savings And the first like three full months that I worked here or that I lived here, I also had a part-time job in town, which was not ideal at being a very tenuous height of the pandemic um, part of, it was all in 2020, yeah. But with the three months that I worked there, I was able to live here basically with no job, being able to spend my days 
doing basically whatever I wanted. And the more integrated I became in the community, the more that what I wanted to do was help make it successful and serve the other people here. Um, so it's like, I feel like this sort of thing has an element of like being, it makes so, so much more sense economically than I guess the very alienated type of lives that the capitalist class wants for us. Um, and it was great to feel that liberation. Um, I hope to bring that spirit with me wherever I go, whatever jobs I end up having in the future. Um, I definitely look forward to coming back for visits for, uh, reminders of what's that, what that's like and stuff. But, um, yeah, if you feel like this sort of thing is cool, but it's like outside of your reach, um, you can either hit us up or just like, I feel like there are so many different ways to go about this. Like Solidarity Collective was formed through the route of um, an intentional community. Um, but I feel like there's different ways to go about like building community in ways that are you know, can start with like, um, block parties or like befriending your neighbors and like building a little local culture of, uh, sharing things that you have. Um, like tool libraries or. Yeah. Thanks for everything. Yeah. Thank you.